I'm Tom Green, and this is Wit and Wisdom. This week, our entire country is having a conversation about guns. I heard from several of you, and you wanted me to write about it. So this week, we're going to ask a question. Is it finally time to do something about gun violence in America? For the second time in nine days, gunshots rang out in a gruesome and heartbreaking mass shooting. When the smoke cleared, 19 innocent children between the ages of 7 and 10 years old were dead. Two teachers were also murdered. First Buffalo, now Uvalde, Texas. When will this senseless violence ever stop? The Robb Elementary School shooting is the 212th mass shooting event this year. We've already had 27 school shootings, and it's only June. The Uvalde incident is the deadliest school shooting event in the U.S. this year, not surprising. These mass murders are happening more frequently, and they're uniquely an American epidemic. See, Americans are 25 times more likely to die from a gun homicide than other developed countries. After the Uvalde shooting, parents lined up outside the local civic center to provide individual DNA swab samples to authorities. Apparently, the damage done by the Daniel Defense DDM-4 Version 7 military-style assault rifle, which retails for $1,870, were so severe that many of the children were simply unrecognizable. The DNA results were used to match parents to the dead children. The dead included 8-year-old Uzziah Garcia, whose grandfather described him as the sweetest little boy I ever knew. Just a few days earlier, on May 14, 2022, a lone gunman walked into a Topps Friendly's Market grocery store in Buffalo, New York. He opened fire with an assault-style rifle. When the smoke cleared, 10 people lie dead and three others were injured. The shooter broadcast the bloodbath live on social media before being taken into custody. Both of these men utilized the weapon of choice for mass murderers in the U.S., a military-style assault rifle. The assault rifle is now the most popular gun in the United States. It's so popular that one out of every five firearms purchased is an assault-style rifle. You might think that we're experiencing a spike in gun violence. Unfortunately, this is not a spike. This is the new normal in the United States. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, 2020 was the deadliest year in American history. The combination of COVID-19 and an increase in the national murder rate simply wreaked havoc on public health. But while deaths from COVID-19 are falling, the nation's murder rate continues to rise. So what's causing the rapid increase in deaths from violent crime and guns? And how can we work together to stop these tragedies from happening so often? According to FBI data, murders increased by 30% in 2020. It was the largest single increase in FBI history. Not coincidentally, over 22.8 million new guns were purchased in 2020, which set an all-time record at the FBI. U.S. civilians now own 393 million guns. That's around 1.25 firearms per U.S. citizen. We are apparently 
a gun-loving country. Sixteen U.S. cities saw their record-high murder rates in 2021. The frequency and casualness of murder in our country should be our number one priority, but it isn't. We've simply grown numb to the senseless violence and death on our screens. Christopher Wray, director of the FBI, appeared on CBS 60 Minutes to address the rising wave of violent crime in America. He's quoted as saying, We're seeing more and more juveniles committing violent crime, and that's certainly an issue. We're seeing a certain amount of gun trafficking, interstate gun trafficking. That's part of it. And we're seeing an alarming frequency in some of the worst of the worst getting back out on the streets, he added. Ray's appearance coincides with the release of alarming new data from the New England Journal of Medicine, indicating that firearm-related injuries surpassed motor vehicle crashes as the leading causes of death for children and teens in 2020. Deaths from firearms among children ages 1 to 19 jumped 29.5% from 2019 to 2020. That's double the rate of increase in the general population. A few days ago in Atlanta, the news validated this finding. It seems two boys got into an argument at a local skating rink. Nothing new there. But one boy, age 13, pulled a handgun and shot 11-year-old Damari Johnson in the head. He remains in a medically-induced coma today. We watch murder after murder on the evening news, and we do nothing but wring our hands. We become the Jewish priest and the Levite from the parable of the Good Samaritan, barely pausing to take notice before we lose interest and move on to sports and weather. Surely this is not how Jesus expected Christians to inherit eternal life in the face of such violence. Yes, we've simply grown accustomed to mass murder. It's shameful at best. It's certainly not what John Winthrop envisioned in 1630 when he referred to the Massachusetts colony as a shining city on a hill, shining like an example to the world. And like the family member who grows accustomed to an addict's behavior, we've grown accustomed to the violence and the bloodshed. Those on the political left would argue that we need to ban high-capacity magazines and perform background checks at gun shows. Let's do it. And while we're at it, let's address the assault rifles. Those that drafted the Second Amendment couldn't possibly envision the modern air-cooled and gas-operated 7-pound assault rifle with a 100-round magazine. It's a killing machine. If you're 18 years old and you want a military-style assault rifle, join the Marines. They'll give you one for free, and they'll even teach you how to shoot it at bad guys. With complete control of the House and Senate and the White House, the Democrats should be able to pass this legislation this week, right? But they won't. Why? Those on the political right would argue that any new rules on the sale of guns is a violation of our Second Amendment rights or that more handguns are the answer. Many would argue that this is a mental health problem, not a gun problem. However, do you think it's wise to allow a pimply-faced 18-year-old kid with a checkered mental health record the opportunity to legally purchase such a killing machine? Look, I'm an avid hunter, and I own a locked closet full of handguns and long guns. I love the simplicity of the gun argument, 
but the argument that we need access to more and more guns has grown tiresome. Our country acquired almost 23 million more guns last year, and the bodies stack up like cordwood, especially in our major cities. Gunshots ring out nightly in my city after dark. It's turned into the Wild West. The politicians point the finger of blame at each other like angry children on a playground. It's simply more politically expedient to have a villain to blame than to actually find common ground or solve a problem. That's why we won't see any new gun laws this year. But there's a bigger problem than changing a few gun laws. We have a deep sickness in this country. Every country in Europe is struggling with mental health just like the U.S. However, Europe doesn't have 18-year-old kids with mental health problems wandering into schools and blasting away. Yes, the guns are part of the problem, but you can't walk into a grocery store or an elementary school full of young children and begin blasting away unless you're mentally ill to begin with. Just prior to reaching the school, the shooter shot his grandmother in the face over their cell phone bill before driving to Robb Elementary School and shooting everyone he saw. We simply have to find comprehensive solutions to deal with the mental health crisis in this country. So the politicians will quit villainizing each other to raise campaign contributions and get airtime on the news networks. It's like watching Sisyphus roll the boulder up the hill over and over again for eternity. Yes, common sense solutions need to be deployed in Washington. I've completed many background checks to purchase guns. Frankly, I've been more inconvenienced buying a 12-pack of Sudafed at my neighborhood Walgreens. A few more gun laws won't meaningfully restrict your Second Amendment rights. But let's be honest with each other, regardless of your political persuasion. With 338 million guns in circulation, a few new gun laws are not going to stop the next Sandy Hook or Marjorie Stoneman Douglas or Columbine or Robb Elementary. I wish it was that simple. See, we've simply made our bed with guns and hate in this country, and we're paying the price. The United States has the highest rate of gun violence in the world. Our leaders need to stop playing politics and begin to intelligently address our gun laws and the associated mental health crisis leading to these senseless, hate-filled carnages. My writing is intended to be a conversation. That means you have to participate. Do you have any other ideas that might help solve this problem? Reach out to me on my website at tomgreenwithane.com or track me down on any of the social media platforms under the name Tom Green with an E Writer. I'd love to hear from you, whether you agree with me or not. Together, maybe we can find the answer to this terrible, terrible epidemic. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please take a minute and forward this article or the recording to a friend who might care about this issue. And remember, until next week, nothing beats nice.